0: Hello and welcome to Last on the Breaks. Lockdown, Last on the Breaks, I should say. This week's episode is with Maverick Vinyales, MotoGP star, potential championship candidate, and we have him for a full, fat and cream 30 35 minutes for your ears. Fran, what do we talk about wow. with Maverick on the show today? How about that for an intro? <laughs>
1: really wondered where that was going. Um, <laughs> that was great. Top stuff. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so with Top Gun, we have, I think, a good delve behind the scenes. We all know the results. We've all seen the races. We've not all had a good, nice chunk of time to sit down and really ask, okay, so what's that like? Or why did this happen? Or how did you feel at this time? How is it dealing with pressure or hype or any of these different things? So we hope you enjoy it. I think it's a good little dive behind the scenes. And as always, of course, we have the Kenwood Quickfire at the end
0: quite really sort of cutting through the murkiness of what you can normally get through PR speak I suppose in uh, on race weekends getting to the bottom of how Maverick's really feeling on those weekends of
1: course exactly our aim with these podcasts just get a little bit deeper behind and uh, yeah have a good chat with it. a very relaxed rider at the moment is maverick bless him so i uh, hope you enjoy it like you said quick fire at the end what's top gun's real favorite film and more will be revealed so thanks to our sponsor kenwood Meta GP radio provider and the sponsor of this podcast for making this all possible and without further ado we hope you enjoy it as you know,
0: this is, a, this is a podcast, so it's just like a general chat okay. rather than just like all Q&A right. sort of thing. Um, okay. So we've got a range of, of things that we want to ask you basically, so uh, we'll crack on, shall we? Um, first of all, uh want to know how is, how is lockdown for you because you've been so active doing all these interviews, doing workouts, so active <laughs> on social media and everything. Do we need to worry about you? Have you been lonely or something or have you just been enjoying it?
2: <laughs> I enjoy quite a lot because for me it's very uh, unusual time that I can be at home. Um, normally, you know, also I was traveling a lot to Doha and then Andorra. So I was always living with my all my suitcase, all the luggage everywhere, all the clothes everywhere. So I never had enough time to sit down, to calm a little bit and to organize, you know, uh, my home and everything. So... I think has been has been pretty good to calm down a little bit and think about everything.
1: That's right. I think it's good when we can find the small positives, even if they yeah. are small, it's good. <laughs> yeah. And having a break when, especially as the calendar gets longer and longer, there is definitely something to be said for just uh, calm, relax a little bit. But OK, so we'll go back now, the start of your career, at least in okay. the World championship. Right. <laughs> 2011, you went straight into a full season and you won your fourth ever race, right? Le Mans. Yes. So when, oh, normally we see guys do a couple of wild cards, maybe you kind of know more what to expect. You went straight in. Did you expect to be so competitive? You won a few races. You were third overall. You really kind of hit your stride early. <laughs>
2: Well, I have to say that I didn't make any wildcard because I'm from January. So it's uh-huh. before the championship starts. <laughs> so I made a year and then I go straight to the, to the world championship. And for sure, when I did the first race, I see quite far away to win a race. But in Jerez, I remember it was wet. I was uh, fighting uh, for the podium on wet and broke, broke the bike. And then uh, in Estoril, I don't make the podium by 0.0 something. I fight against against Tarko. So we arrived to Le Mans. was a track that since the first lap, I, I hit a good lap times even if I don't know the track. So straight away, I was very fast. And then I qualified in the front row because in the other races, I qualified maybe seventh, eighth. So I was not so good on qualifying yet. But then in Le Mans, I qualify in the front row, and I say, okay, this is my chance, <laughs> you know. And when I had the opportunity, I was having nothing to lose, everything to win. Even if I crash, I was there in the front, battling for the race. So I tried it in the last corner, and went well. You know, Le Mans always brings me so good memories. I've
0: got to ask you though, because coming into to that time. You had quite a lot of hype around you. There's quite a few yeah. riders, well, the ones who are now at a GP, when they've come into the World Championship for the first time, they have a lot of hype around them. People are like, "This is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy." How was that for you? Sort of as as people were starting to build that more hype around you. Did you feel pressure? Did you embrace it? How how was that?
2: I have to say that I enjoy that pressure. Um, I'm that kind of rider that if if uh, they start to say the the things. I believe in that things, you know, like uh, if they start to push me that I need to win, I need to win, uh, I will win because I believe a lot in myself and I have a lot of self-confidence. So um, I like to have that pressure. As, as I always say to my team, I love when I'm under the pressure and normally I take out my, my best performance when, when I need, you know. For example, everyone, everyone uh, this year could see I crash in, in Montmelot, straight away I win in, in Asen. Then I crash in in Philippines and straight away I win in Malaysia. So when there is difficult moment, I always take out my best potential. Now I have to understand how to take out without these moments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, we're going to ask you about that later, actually, in like a slightly different topic. But so you feel like that's a positive thing. But like so we've seen like Fabio seemed to have a bit of a more difficult time before he went into Moto Two yeah. and then had that belief from speed up. Do you think just everyone is different in how they cope with it and how it makes them as a rider?
2: My thinking is, is that if you have the enough talent, you will arrive. you will win. Um, finally, it doesn't matter which way you take. you will arrive. You can see Fabio finally Moto Two win only two races. And I don't know where he was in, in the championship, quite quite far away from, from the top standing. But he jumped in the Yamaha and he showed all his talent and you can see, you know, and he's a very fast rider. But he has been fast and since I know him, I think he was 15 years old, that he was going very fast yeah. and everyone was talking about him. So you can see when the rider has talent, doesn't matter the, the situation, he will take everything and... At least show to the people what what he can do,
0: well, have you and him ever spoken about the respective level of hype that you both received at the start of your careers and that pressure? Have you ever chatted with him about that
2: well, not i I never had the enough time to be to be close to him to spoke about that things, but for sure, we know now we are on a mission, and um, we have now <laughs> two years to try to win the title. And to bring Yamaha to the number one, so for us it will be very nice, very nice season. As right now, I think we are we are on a on a good level, and we have the enough speed to to try to challenge Mark.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. That definitely. Yeah. So okay then. So in 2012, again, you consistently super fast. I think that's yeah. your season with the most wins, right? Yeah,
2: I win. Yeah. I think I win five in a row or something like that. <laughs>
1: I know yeah, you it was, yes, like, pretty
2: good. <laughs> straight
1: in there, challenging for the title. Then it was quite a dramatic end of the year for you with yes. the team and a few yes. issues. But then in 2013, you came back, you won the title, you're super consistent. Is that another example of when that pressure was really on and then you just yeah. go, OK, now I'm back? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Normally I'm
2: I'm uh, that kind of rider that, uh, as I said, I believe a lot in myself. And I need to follow my own my own destiny. I, I follow my own things, and um, I don't follow what the people uh, tell. Or normally, I follow my my own decisions because it's what I think is the the best for for myself. But anyway, in that moment, I have to say that, for example, in 2012, if if I am right now in this situation, I will do the things very different. But I will do it, you know. So I would go where i needed to go um and actually i think uh, in in that moment many many people was uh very critic with myself but i believe in myself i know what i was able to do so i get there and i and i prove it
1: so it sounds like you wouldn't regret it then maybe you do it differently now but yeah, you'll exactly. find like that's who you are and that's what you chose exactly
2: exactly i will not regret honestly because finally i think that decision changed many things uh, in my life right now interesting
0: and then because uh, it seems like well you, you said there that what people say doesn't really hinder you very much but when they're saying the positive things like this is the man that kind of spurs you on has there ever been yeah. a time where you felt that maybe an article in the media or someone has said something to you in a press conference has really ticked you off and has it has it made you question things or doubt things before
2: well, for sure I try to take also the negative the negative uh, points, trying to make to make it on a positive way. For example, if I see that many people are spoken like this it's because maybe I'm doing something wrong. So I need to improve, you know? But honestly I, I don't feel in any moment I get very pissed off about about nothing, honestly. Because normally, you know, I'm I'm quite easy, I have good relationship with, with all the media, which is always important. And uh, for sure, it has been, for example, in, in Yamaha, very tough moments because everyone <laughs> uh, everyone was like, uh, these guys need to win. You know, you are in Yamaha, factory team, uh, should be a good bike, but we cannot achieve the results we are able to do. So it has, been, it has been difficult, but I think everyone has taken a lot of care of ourselves and that was really nice from the media.
1: Yeah, and of course, a lot of things have changed in MotoGP as well. Since Yamaha was, I don't think I even need to say arguably, since the Yamaha <laughs> was definitely the best bike uh, yes. a few years ago, there have been a lot of changes, and obviously that will cause differences up and down pit lane. Do you think yeah. it's natural that every now and then there will be this difference for a few um, different sure. bikes?
2: Sure, it is It is very natural to have uh, bad moments because... You cannot stay always on the top. I mean, it is up and down always in life. But I think I have a lot of trust in, in Yamaha. That's why I, I signed two more years with them. Because I trust. I trust in the project. I trust in the in the people that uh, is there. And for me, Yamaha show a lot of, of things when they go out and, and explain really what was happening on on the team and on the bike and everything. Because finally we had a lot of pressure all the time. And we didn't know how to react, because few, some races we could win it, some others we were tenth. So my my argument at the end, I, I, it was difficult because I don't know what to say, you know. Mm. And I think from Yamaha was very clever to do that and take take out a lot of pressure from the riders. And then I think last year we make an incredible improvement, and I had the chance to to build my own team, which I'm. Super excited for this year, and you know that's that's the reason why I stay in Yamaha.
0: Does it, what's your mind thinking now? We, we have got some other questions which I want to go back to, but I want to ask in response to that. How did it feel having all this preseason, being ready, feeling you've made this improvement, you have got this team <laughs> around you, and then no, Maverick, you're not going racing.
2: <laughs> in in the first moment, I take it very bad because I felt so ready. Also physically, I think was my best moment in 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 the. 10 years I'm in the the world championships. So I take it like, no, I cannot believe. But then I take it in another way. I say, okay, I have more time to work also mentally, more time to think about myself and more time to understand what I need. Because for sure, you know, all the time, our life is all the time running. Here, there, here, there, racing, racing, racing. So we never had the enough time to sit down and say, okay, now we have to calm down. Mm to take out all the emotions. So for me, it's been good. For me, has been a setup, this this period right now.
1: That's interesting, because I think a lot of people focused on, oh, this gives Marquez so much more time to recover from his shoulder. <laughs> but it, it is obviously true. But there's time that other riders can use as well. Like You all know like, what you want to work on. I guess everyone has something they can use this time to invest in.
2: Uh, exactly. And finally, the situations you can take it. Uh, on a bad way or you can take all the profit from them and i think our desire to win is so high that we take this situation to improve to be better we are every four days in contact with all the team trying to bring new ideas for for the bike and also for myself to be better as a rider and with the team to be to be stronger so yeah we are taking this time this time to improve and to be better.
0: Okay, I want to um, just uh, roll it back a little because we've we done a couple of podcasts okay. recently. We did uh, we did right. a podcast last week with Kevin Schwantz, and this week's podcast okay. is with Max Piaggi. Wow. And so we asked Max about how he was a two, a four time two hundred and fifty cc world champion, and does he think sure. that riders move up classes too much these days? Now, you're obviously in your case, you did the one year in Moto two before moving up to Suzuki. So, what you know, how does a rider decide that when is the right time for them to move up? What was the process in your case?
2: Um, for me, it was take it or you don't know what's going to happen. Because the problem was that, you know, when everyone signed the, the contract, uh, I was in Moto2. So I needed to wait two more years. Three years in Moto2 for me was useful. So when when David Abrivio came came to us and said, Look, Maverick, we can we can do this project, we can improve, we can work on it. I say, okay, David, I mean. Because I see a lot of, of opportunity. And also honestly, give me give me a lot of experience the the first year in Suzuki because for sure the bike was not at the maximum. But I was doing good results, and then the second year was fantastic. So for me it was the correct decision to move on.
1: That's cool. Pretty much the same as Juan Mir, I guess. Almost exact copy. Yeah, Just see. take the I opportunity. See.
2: For me, <laughs> and, for me, it's totally like that. Finally, if you have the opportunity in MotoGP, you have to take because it's maybe seven or eight perfect bikes, and then you don't know what what can happen. So if you have one of those bikes, you have to take it.
1: That's cool. So, like you said, in twenty fifteen, you were rookie. And it yeah. definitely wasn't a tough year. Results still pretty impressive. Yeah. But how do you change your mentality from winning multiple races every single <laughs> year to then, okay, today maybe 11th is good? <laughs>
2: uh, it, was, it was not easy to to eat all this. But when I signed the contract, I knew it. So <laughs> it was my decision. I needed to deal with all of that. For sure, it was not easy because my mentality is... Uh, a winning mentality, and, but made me very strong because make me be calm when I needed to be calm. And honestly, every situation we now now I'm looking back and I say, okay, you know, what I'm feeling right now is what I learned from from the past.
0: As in, as in, right now with like the the patience and and that yeah. sort of thing with the situation.
2: Oh, and also many things that I needed to develop in in Suzuki. You know, to develop one bike. To understand what is better for the race or I don't know i in Suzuki I needed to be so good in so many areas to to be competitive that i I understand many many things for example all the all the electronics I understand that the first year are very fast you know and how to to work with that because I needed to do it so it was was my let's say my my key to make something something more
0: mm-hmm Awesome, awesome. And in, in 2016, when you were back uh, on the top step sure. at Silverstone, I mean, that was like an amazing ah. race. I'm not sure how many people quite predicted it, um, but just to go from sort of where you were to just shot off into the distance. Goodbye, Maverick. <laughs> yeah, literally.
1: Just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think in this race, I take out all, all the potential from yeah. myself, from the bike. And I think also the combination from the bike and the track was, was fantastic. Um, I think all, uh, for many many races we were good, but I could not show up the potential because we make many mistakes or the tire tire choice or whatever. But I was coming from many races like okay, most of the practice I'm top three, you know. So I, I knew that moment was what going on, and for me it was a shame that rain in Assen because Asen, I was very strong and I thought this weekend I, I could win the like in like in Silverstone.
1: Okay, so when it starts to come together again, then obviously you took that win, pretty a milestone for Suzuki. You took <laughs> two more podiums, I think, right? Two or three? Yeah, I,
2: I, take, uh, I think it was one, two, three, four podiums or five podiums, I don't remember. In well. that year,
1: yeah. yeah, so it was a really good year. And then obviously yeah. you decided to move to Yamaha. How does that change your mentality again? Because like you already said, Yamaha is sort of expected to win. <laughs> You've got that one win. You're going up and up and up, showing more and more potential. How does it change your approach when it's like, okay, well, now you, you have to. You have to at least get uh, on the podium.
2: For me, it was perfect. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's what I was looking for. Uh, when uh, when I'm racing, I'm looking forward to win and to especially to battle the title. So when I move up to Yamaha already from the first day, I say, okay, now I have the chance to fight for the title. So we have to, to do it. And we show, in the, I think was in the first six races, I was leading by 36 points or 40 or more. But then the thing changed and everything started to change. What did, what did, uh, with Bronco, is that we start to change a lot the bike, you know, and then we get so lost. Uh, and, uh, imagine we get lost two years. So it was, was complicated. I mean, it was not easy for myself because imagine I, I dominate the, the first races like I wanted. You know, like, okay, now I push, now I stop. Now I push, now I stop. I take the gap, what I do? You know, I was playing a lot with everything and everything goes well. So it was like the bike and myself, we were one. And then they changed the tire. And as soon as they, ch- the problem was Montmelot because in Montmelot we make a mistake with the tire choice. And we finish on on the back, and after that, Yamaha start to change everything. So we, I, I remember in Assen, we take like three chassis in the same weekend. I was Oof. I was getting crazy. I, I get crazy, and <laughs> I lost completely the feeling with the bike, and also a little bit the feeling with the team. So it was very very hard for myself to understand and also to say, okay, the things here are like that. When I, I when I was seeing myself champion, you know, and, and that yes. was pretty difficult for me. I passed uh, difficult times on, on 17 and 18 because I, that was not my place, you know, where, what I was doing. Uh, I, I always thought I was able to do much more. And still I think, you know, like last year, for sure my potential is, we didn't show it yet. So... For me, it was very important all all the development that Yamaha is doing, and especially the trust they are giving to me right now
0: its in in what you' were saying it about how like a bombello you you got a bit crazy you know there were so many things to juggle yeah. you lost a little bit of of the focus almost, but throughout your yeah. career you 'd always been so focused like on the one I'm very self constant but then you lost it you know who who was around you that time that you could did you feel you had anybody to turn to to talk to them and to try and help you through it or was it something you just had to do yourself
2: i'm i'm that kind of person that is difficult to to help because i close a lot to myself and it's difficult that i open my my feelings to someone so i make uh by myself i work hard and. For sure I passed some months that I was I was very upset and for sure I, I needed to, you know, to take out all the emotions. But you know, then I take it like okay, if this practice I can be in top three, it will be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, little little objective that makes me stay happy and especially make, makes me stay motivated to keep going, you know, because if you give up then on that moment then logically Yamaha will will choose another rider. Mm-hmm.
1: So, when did you start to feel that sort of turnaround? Was it when you won in Phillip Island and you broke the Yamaha kind of, I think it was the longest streak without a Premier Class win? Or has it been a little bit longer for it to be more consistently back at the top?
2: A little bit longer, a little bit longer. I think uh, in 2019, when I win again in Assen. After that win, then I think my weight in Yamaha changed a lot because... Uh, No one expects that win, and especially for Yamaha, they they struggle a lot. So I think for all the new technicians that were in Yamaha in 2019, was a release of of pressure. And uh, I think this gives me a lot of weight inside Yamaha, and especially with, with the new technicians.
0: Okay, that's really good. And it, cool. so, something, so I want to change to, to another topic like about how, how you have sort of become so zen almost, so sort of like chill, calm, and everything <laughs> in yeah. all that you do. Because, right? <laughs> and, and like you said at the beginning, that race, and like your attitude after what happened in Australia was quite surprising, actually. Like, I remember seeing you after the race, and everyone was packing up, and a couple of fans went up to you, and this fan, this Aussie fan, went up to you and was like, oh, I was so sad you didn't beat Mark, and you're like, oh, it's okay, next time. Whereas some other riders would be so peeved at that. But yeah. you, you weren't. Can you talk us through sort of how you came to that decision that you took positives uh, well, from that? You know,
2: I feel I give the maximum on that race. Mm. So I regret nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I would regret <laughs> if I didn't try that, that overtake. You know, if I finish the race second without trying the overtake, I will regret a lot. But, you know, I try my best. I tried to pull away in many, in many parts of the track. I had not the chance, so I play all my cards. So all the team knew that it uh, was difficult that race because uh, we lost a lot of, of uh, kilometers per hour on, on the straight. So we were obligated to make only one, one attack in that corner. And <laughs> um, when like that, we, we could not do nothing, nothing more. Also, all the team, uh, when, when I arrived to the box, uh, they were very happy because... Yeah. They knew I you know I try it and that what we were looking forward you know and I think in that race uh, Mark and myself make a so big difference to, to anyone yeah. that was a one to one and that was that was nice. honestly, that race means a lot for myself and also for Yamaha because they know that I fight until the last the last corner.
1: I think I saw you said somewhere as well that you almost felt like it had gone right because you'd planned yeah. it in your head so much yeah. and you could see yourself <laughs> making the move. Yeah. You knew what you had to do, so it's like, well,
2: what? I, I do it. You know, I I, li- I just chipped down, leave the brake, and, you know, I finally I lost the rear because I, I chipped down too fast and with a lot of banking because we were very fast both because we wanted to close the door, but I wanted to go in. So honestly, if I don't crash, I don't know if I finish the corner, I have to say wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> no, I want to also ask about that sort of calmness state. Um, yes. I watched your interview, which you did with Matt Burton and, and Valentino the other day, and you said how yes. you're one yes. of those riders who if if you like were asked to recall some what you do on the track and sometimes you, some overtakes you make, you can you can't remember it. Is, yeah. is that is, talk us a bit more uh, more it's about true. that? Does that mean you just get into like this state, this complete zone where you're just completely focused on the present that you don't register yeah. for the future?
2: Honestly, like when I finished uh, Malaysia, I said which which lap time I do my, that my best lap time. You know, yeah. I don't even remember. Or for example, like that in the first corner, uh, in the second corner, I overtake um, Franco. You know, so. I don't know, when I get in, into that concentration, I, I forget things. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm really concentrated on, on the things I'm doing right now. But I forget, I forget some parts of the race.
1: Amazing. Okay, that's interesting. And also, I guess then we were going to ask you about bouncing back from that Australia yeah. crash to Malaysia. But okay. you've already said for you, it's like that pressure is what makes you thrive what is do you think malaysia last year is the kind of potential that you have now assuming we all get racing again fairly soon well i I have to say that
2: after i maybe was the first time that i crashed in a race and i was happy maybe (laughs) i think it's the first time i have to say that also was a mistake because if we finish second we were securing the third place in the in the in the championship, uh, you
0: know. Oh <laughs> so, yeah.
2: <laughs> and also the first Yamaha in the, in the championship. Oh man. But anyway, I was happy because I say, okay, I give all I think, all all I all I get in in this race, and that was the most important. And also, what a perfect weekend for us. And uh, I didn't want it to be sad. I want to be, you know, happy and we bring all the all the positiveness to Malaysia. And straight away in FP1, when I start in Malaysia, I see my potential and I say, okay, this race, I have to yeah. start first and go. Yeah. You know, because in Australia, I make the mistake. I was maybe, I think, was seventh in the first lap. So I took a lot of time to take the lead and push. I think in my, in, Aus- in Australia, if I take the lead in the first lap, I was able to, to pull a gap. Because when I arrived to the first place, the tire already was down. Yeah. And then in Malaysia, I said, man, you have to take the lead and go. So <laughs> no excuses, just go." And all the weekend was perfect. We were uh, we work a lot with the team, and uh, the good thing is that everyone was happy. And uh, the the atmosphere, the, the atmosphere that is right now inside the team is totally different than few months ago. So I think the team has been improving a lot, and helped me a lot to take out the, the potential because I feel very confident.
0: It sounds like um, that, you, you know, you are feeling so much happier in general. I, I hope you won't mind me saying, but during like 2017, 2018, sometimes there would have been some times where you would have told the media, yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with everything. And you might have been telling a bit of a white lie. But it sounds like now, yeah. whenever you tell someone you are genuinely happy with how yeah. things are going, you, that's going to be the case.
2: Yeah, 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 sometimes I needed to lie in in, in uh, 2018 but because I didn't know what to say because uh, a few times I felt I felt lost but also was my mistake because as I said I close to myself and I'm difficult to open and to show my emotions yeah. but you know now we create that kind of feeling that I can open myself to the team and I can be one with with my team and we share all the emotions and uh, it's something we improve quite a lot and something I I really like. And also, as you said, right now, I feel so happy. I don't know why, but since five months ago or a little bit more, after the summer break of last year, I feel happy for everything, and it's it's a really cool uh, feeling.
0: I'm happy to hear that. That's, think, you know, yeah, it's, that's It's good. a nice thing to hear a rider saying yeah. they're genuinely happy yeah. with their, with their uh, life uh, and how things are going.
2: Yeah, like before, always was like, Oh, man, I want to rest one week and now I have to go racing. Blah, blah. Now I, I will race every day, you know. Amazing.
1: <laughs> I hope maybe soon we can or maybe we'll have to. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish. I
2: really wish because I can wait to be on the bike and uh, to push. I enjoy to push the bike and I hope I hope I can
0: do. Just be careful uh-huh. when you first get on a motocross bike again. When, uh, the no, no problem. Away.
2: I
1: will be calm. I will be calm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I will
1: be calm, yeah, All right. Right, okay. So I think that's all of our main interview questions, but we also have a segment that we do at the end that's little quick fire things. Let's go so it's for our sponsor Kenwood they sponsor this segment they also right. do motor GP radios so we've got okay. to do a good job so they're easy questions um, just like off the top of your head quick answer All right. All some right. of them may be a little bit longer don't worry if you say more than just like a few words okay so okay. Matt, Matt do you want to start yes
0: I shall what do you prefer coffee or tea uh, coffee
1: Schwantz or rainy
0: uh,
2: you put me in a in a trouble right now, eh?
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, swans,
0: swans. Do you prefer a beach holiday or a mountain holiday? Beach holiday,
2: beach holiday.
1: If you could choose any rider in history as a teammate, who would you choose?
0: Valentino, oh.
2: and I have oh. <laughs>
1: fantastic. And I, know, and I know that's
0: not just diplomatic. You generally feel that, don't you?
2: No, I really, I really like, I really <laughs> like because he has been my my idols and same time a kid. Okay.
1: Uh, Dogs or cats? Uh, Dogs. What's the best corner on the calendar?
2: Mm, Last corner of Philip Island.
1: Awesome. Uh, (laughs) Getting
0: up early or staying in bed? Um, Getting up
2: early normally, but Sundays I like to stay on the bed. All day? Uh, Most of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at the computer or doing... Just relax, the stuff. Just chill time.
1: Yes. So, which actor would you choose to play you in a movie of your life?
2: Oh, Jason Statham. Statham, no? Jason Statham. Stavis.
1: No? Stavis. 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 Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you
2: Amazing. know that, that one that make uh, the last Fast and Furious movie. You know which yeah. one?
0: Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Wow, so, I love I love how he
0: do the all the actions and he's strong. Strongman. Jason Statham. That's such a classic British actor. That's <laughs> such a British yeah,
1: choice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like a lot the movies. I see. I have seen all the movies he does.
0: Awesome. Uh, okay, one place that you haven't been that you would like to visit.
2: Right now, uh, Russia. I never been there, and okay. I would like to visit. Nice. That's
1: cool. Uh, and then this one might be related to that question a minute ago. Your favorite okay. film.
2: Wow, I have to say, and um, someone will kill me if I don't say, Top Gun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Fun>.
2: <laughs> and um, Transporter, it's always, I like a lot. Fast mm-hmm. and Furious.
1: You like action and, uh, movies then, yeah? Yeah, plenty of but, well, but
2: I, I also like fantasy movies, like Harry Potter, Lord of the Ring. So I'm quite easy. If, they, if the movie is good. I just stay watching them. I I've
0: ah. got. I got to ask you: Have you ever spoken to Tom Cruise or been in contact? Has he no, sent a message? Nothing.
2: No. No. no I. I really would like. We were spoken to make the like the announcement of the of the Top Gun, uh, the second movie of the Top Gun here for Spain, but I think uh, well, as as Tom Cruise, he was riding the Kawasaki. I was not able to do it because oh, they wanted yeah. to do it with Kawasaki so yeah, that's has to be sorted it's a
1: problem isn't it someday it has to happen because he loves this stuff as well doesn't he he's like speed yeah, and action I, and okay I hope
0: well last I one, challenge then. him I challenge <laughs> him <laughs> you challenge him okay we're going to take that's this clip <laughs> we're going to take this clip and uh, have you challenging him out somewhere okay, okay. <laughs> so last question then what's uh, what's your favourite win
2: my favourite favourite win so far it's it's Malaysia 2019 but the most important one has been Silverstone
0: 2016. Nice, two different okay. answers. Excellent, I like that. Well, that's it for the Kemper Quickfire and and your questions. Okay. I really really appreciate your time. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. And uh, I do like it's these photos you've got behind you. Then just because, uh, given the well, I ask. have
2: yeah, I have like every year photo. Like we have uh, 17, 18, 19, and I have the podiums and the victories. Mm so it's a book that Yamaha is doing for all the member staff oh. and it's fantastic now I want that all my my mechanics they they can sign this book
0: so oh, I will cool. track oh that's really it's, nice excellent what a lovely fantastic. bit of motivation there as well I guess uh, thank you Vince. awesome okay well we'll let you go shall we alright right. uh, yeah so thank you very much for joining us and uh, well thank stay you. well and hopefully we get to see you back out on a, on a bike fairly soon soon
1: <sighs> yeah let's see
0: (laughs) it's been too long all right well uh in that case we'll see you soon
1: yeah thank you so much much. talk (laughs) to you soon bye thank you guys guys.
0: (laughs) don't get too bored of
1: the interviews as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah bye bye so thank you very much for joining us once again for another lockdown edition of last on the breaks hope you enjoyed that and we'll be back as ever with more next week and uh, with another exciting guest, I can promise We can't promise tell you, you who just yet. So we can't, we can't, but it will be, it will be high profile, interesting, everything you've come to expect from us. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, so thanks for joining us once again. If you do have any comments, questions, suggestions, anything you want to know, get in touch with us with the hashtag MotoGP podcast, and we will do our best to uh, have a look through those and uh, i think that's everything not much to debrief like on this and subscribe one subscribe on youtube
0: if you're watching on there which i hope you do um and get a bit of visual vignales. visual bricks visual vignales, exactly. although you would have just had of course visual schwants as well oh. so visual vignales works a lot better doesn't it really I, we should probably go before i say anything more stupid i'm
1: i'm shocked we didn't use that for the entirety of the episode so uh don't want to anyway, offend the man <laughs> many thanks for joining us and <laughs> we'll see you again soon and uh ciao Bye. for now Wow. Yeah.